How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So today we're breaking down Anthony Volpe and why we think he could have a breakout 2024 season. Now, Volpe had his fair share of struggles as a rookie. We know this. You know, batting average, on-base percentage, the general statistics uh, certainly didn't land where he wanted them to. And I've said this many times. If we're sitting here talking about his weaknesses, you better believe Anthony Volpe identified those weaknesses and said, I'm attacking them this offseason. And he has been. You know, Ryan has a lot of good data and information about how he's transitioning away from being more of a, um, like, kind of an uppercut swing to more of a level plane uh, bat path. And I do believe that that's going to result in a lot more line drives, hopefully boost his on-base percentage and ability to hit balls into the gap, extra base hits. You remember, like, Labor Torres back way back when, even Andujar with the doubles, you know, hitting tons of doubles. I could see Volpe being kind of a double merchant, and I would love that because if he can get on base early, you know, be patient, um, you know, improve his eye, become the Yankees' long-term leadoff hitter, which is what we all want him to be, it's going to benefit guys like Judge and Soto ahead of him. So, you know, right now we're trying to kind of wait and see, get more of a sample size and collect data on how these different changes are impacting his overall production. But it's still it's still too early to tell, but we know he's working on it. But Ryan, before we dive into Anthony Volpe, why he could have a really good upcoming sophomore season, how do you do tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, you mentioned Anthony Volpe's struggles last year and how, you know, again, it's important to put it all in the context of whatever you think is wrong with a player's profile, they're looking at that twice as much as we are. Uh, and, you know, Volpe's strikeout issues, you know, that was something we talked about uh, over the offseason, and that's certainly something Anthony Volpe has had in the back of his mind, in the front of his mind, not at the back of his mind. I mean, it's probably the only thing he's thinking about. I mean, you remember last year when the reports were that when the offseason began, it wasn't like Volpe was like, all right, going to take a little bit of break from baseball, rest up. He was immediately getting work in, even though his parents telling him not to this is a guy with an extremely high work ethic you know great makeup um you know off the field and that's a huge reason why the Yankees loved his draft profile so much and why you know they were so willing to trust him with the shortstop job as a rookie the Yankees are not very aggressive with their rookie placement they, they prefer to go to more established talent during contention windows and you know over the last two years they're going to be having Anthony Volpe at shortstop really getting his development at the major league level and you know I think last year was a really important season for him because it exposed that bat path issue you know he, he's a guy who I mean in his entire minor league career has always been contact first uh you know good game power but not incredible raw power it's never been his game uh it's still not his game uh he's not a guy who crushes the baseball exactly but you know, he has good game power, good contact, good OBPs, good averages, you know, low strikeout rates. Those are the kind of things that you knew Volpe for using all parts of the field. And that kind of got away from him. Well, he is a guy who does pull the ball in the air uh, when given the opportunity. And I, I certainly endorse pulling the ball in the air, but it is important to have an approach that gives you a smaller margin for error. And it's interesting because I believe in an article, uh, either Volpe or James Rosen in regards to his swing said that exact same thing, that margin for error. And I know that when it comes to baseball swings, it's a matter of of like milliseconds it is not you know all right I got two extra seconds to make a decision here it's uh, a split second not even split second almost uh you know understates uh how uh little time you have so you know giving him a flatter bat path should give him more plate coverage I think that plate coverage will go a long way um and I think we're gonna start seeing him getting more comfortable with that swing really I think he'll click when he starts driving the baseball with that swing when he really starts getting some consistently solid exit velos and you know a quality of contact metrics with that swing when that happens 
I think he'll be great. You know, I think he'll be a, a great ball player. Is he going to be a great hitter? I, I don't know. I think great hitter is a little bit of a uh, of a very high bar to put for a guy who, you know, again, like he's a shortstop. Shortstops aren't supposed to be great hitters, that kind of thing, right? Uh, you know, like, again, I don't think you should, like, have Austin Wells pegged for, like, a 150 WRC plus in his career. So I don't think you should do the same for Volpe, but could he be, like, a 115 kind of WRC plus guy? Yeah, and, and if he is, he's going to be a great baseball player. Nothing short of it. Even if the defense at shortstop is good and never great again, uh, that's fine because the base running's good. Uh, if the bat's good, the value across the board, he will be a guy who just is an extremely well-rounded player. And, you know, you look at that leadoff spot. You know, I was kind of looking at the future of this team, thinking long-term. Man, I don't even know if LeMahieu gets to the first few months being the leadoff hitter. Like, I, I think LeMahieu, you know, he's had a good offseason. Um, I'm interested. I don't know if I'm optimistic. I think the word interested is a better word to describe DJ LeMahieu's season. But, I mean, if 37-year-old DJ LeMahieu's leading off for the Yankees next year, I he must have had a great year or something awful has happened. Ideally, there's another player who steps up and has a better year. And Volpe's one of those prime candidates. And if Volpe's able to do that, you know, and you extend Soto long-term, excuse me, uh, sign him, not extend him. Uh, you, you know, you have Volpe, Soto, judge at the top of your lineup for the next X amount of years, right? You know, as you have other guys emerge, you know, Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez, Ben Rice, Austin Wells, whoever it may be, you know, you start to see the path and see the vision of this team having Judge and Soto to anchor the franchise and seeing these these next kids coming up, pre-arbitration eligible players or arbitration eligible players entering year one or year, year two of arbitration. By the time the Stanton, Rodon, and Cole deals are all done, you're going to have number one, the sport's going to have more money. Teams are going to have more money to spend. Uh, usually, teams have more money to spend and that, that curve kind of can exceed the amount of money that that players get so so teams are more willing to spend big money um and, and secondly and, and more importantly alex you get a an extended world series window here as of right now the world series window isn't massive obviously that's going to change based on how these prospects play but you can't just check the box of yep spencer jones all-star caliber center fielder ben rice all-star caliber first baseman or starting first baseman these players have to establish themselves as that first. And Brian Cashman would say that himself. Uh, you know, he's been a guy who's always talked about, you know, he wants to see it. He wants to see it. He wants to see it. And I think, you know, when it comes to Volpe, not that it's put up or shut up, but it's it's kind of, this is the year you want him to take a, a meaningful step forward. And I don't think it has to be an all-star caliber year, but again, give me like a 105, 100 WRC plus, good defense at short, and some good base running. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the truth is he won a gold glove as a rookie with what? Set a franchise record 15 defensive runs saved. We've already seen Volpe quell the concerns and the narrative that he cannot play shortstop. He can. Um, and I'd rather have him there than Peraza right now. I think most people would agree. So, you know, looking at some of the things that Volpe will probably look to improve upon, you know, we we mentioned the batting average, mentioned the on-base percentage. But last year he did have a 42.7% hard hit rate and a 9% barrel rate, max exit velocity of 108.7, and the 14.2% launch angle, which I estimate will probably drop slightly to be more of that level plane. Um, he's got the power to get the ball out of the stadium. Um, he looks a little bit stronger, a little bit more muscular this season, um, looks in really good shape. And ultimately, like, I think it's really a mental game with Volpe. Last year, the Yankees were not a good team. And... I think that a lot of that pressure fell on him to step up, and I think that he took a lot of that pressure, and when he wasn't producing, it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at what the Yankees have this year with Juan Soto and Aaron Judge, they're going to take a lot of pressure off of Volpe to have to produce. You know, the number nine hitter in this lineup is a luxury because, you know, Volpe obviously has the the benefit now of saying, 
I don't have to be that guy that steps up and, and produces this, for this offense to be the guy that helps Billy McKinney and Jake Bowers and IKF and Franchi Cardardo and, and try to, you know, kind of bury those concerns. Now he's like, I got the most ridiculous offensive lineup in the game ahead of me. You know, if I, if I strike out or I ground out, Aaron Judge is right, is right behind me and hit a home run. They put bronze on the board. You know what I mean? So I feel like the pressure mentally is off Volpe to step up to that level of, of success. And I think it's going to do him really well because I think that he's going to see this as more of a challenge for himself and not trying to carry the team um, and the pressure that comes with trying to carry a team as a rookie. And think about it from like a perspective of we should not be expecting a rookie Anthony Volpe to carry our offense when Aaron Judge is out. You know what I mean? Like that, And that's how he probably took it. Now it's more like all I have to do is focus on my game, doing my part, getting on base, being patient, and then the, the, the results will come. So, you know, looking at the mentality shift that you think happens here with a much better offense, how do you think Volpe's perspective changes from I need to produce for the team to I just need to do my job and play my role and the rest, everybody around me is going to produce because we have that much offensive support this year? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, end of the day, it's it's the pressure, right? Like, it's it's the difference in role and offense. I mean, Anthony Volpe was leading off some games. Anthony Volpe wasn't hitting ninth all year. The plan was for him to hit ninth all year, but that's not what came to fruition. I mean, I'm, I can go through another, if you guys want, I can go through another uh, random Yankees lineup. Uh, remember the last time I did that, we found IKF hitting fifth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the Yankees, you know, injuries won't happen, bad lineups won't happen, you know, the Yankees won't have issues with, you know, whatever it may be or, or hitters who struggle or things of that nature. I'm not saying this team's gonna be perfect, uh, but they're much better equipped to handle that. And of course, I don't know if there's a running mate that Aaron Judge has had like Juan Soto ever in his career. I know that John Carl Stan kind of came close, but the numbers were never really the numbers that Stan had in New York never really resemble the numbers that Juan Soto has had, you know, in his MLB career. Now Stan again, great ball player. I'm not. I'm not trying to take that away from what he was and, and the player he was, but I am just saying, you know, you, you haven't seen a lineup like this in last year's team, at least. At least comparing it to that team, I mean, and it, you didn't even have to go too far to find those, you know, garbage lineup, those 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 bad lineups. Where you're like, what the hell is this? How are you supposed to win games with this? How are we supposed to, you know, compete for a World Series with this? I'm gonna put. I, Found another random Yankee lineup. Volpe, Rizzo, Torres, LeMahieu, Willie Calhoun, Oswaldo Cabrera, Jose Trevino, Jake Bowers, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. That was, that was end of April. That was end of April. That was not... This is some August lineup. This is the first month of the season, Alex. We're talking LeMahieu cleanup and Calhoun batting fifth. And, I mean... You know, like that can't that can't happen, right? Like this kind of that kind of stuff. That's a different. Now Volpe's the table setter. You know, Volpe's in this lineup. Volpe's expecting to be the third or fourth best hitter on the team. In this new lineup, he could be the ninth best hitter on this team, and this team could go out and still win a World Series. So I think that's the fundamental difference in role, in philosophy, in change, and just not having to do more than what you're capable of doing. And again, if you gives me a 100 WRC plus, it gives me league average offense with a good glove and good base running, he will be a good player. And if he's a good player in year two, imagine what he does in year three. Hell, if he's just a good player for his entire career, you turn, again, a, a late first round pick. We've, we talked about like the first round picks, you know, where the average outcome for your late first round picks is awful. It's not good. It's not very good. It is not... We're not talking a long, prosperous career. We're talking about a couple of years in the show, maybe a five, six-year career as a utility guy. If you got a starting shortstop and a guy who's like a three-war player year in and year out, 
that's a, that's a success. Like, I, I don't care what people say. I don't care if people think, you know, that's dumb or that's lowering the standard. The standard is set by future value grades, by projections. The standard is not set by the media. The standard is not set by the fans. The standard is set by metrics and data. That's that's as much as people don't want to hear that. You know, when, when you give, you know, Volpe a, a 60 future value grade, you're saying this guy is going to be about a three-war player, right? And if you're upset that he becomes what the projections say he was going to become then that's on you, right? Like that's on you for having or placing all that weight on one individual player. You know, you don't place the weight of a franchise on Anthony Volpe. You don't place the weight on the franchise on Jason Dominguez or Spencer Jones or any of that. As a collective, their their collective performance will determine the franchise's direction. But if one of them doesn't work out and the other ones do, you just kind of move on. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an un, it's a business end of the day. But yeah, like I, I think way too many people look at Anthony Volpe as a savior. I think Volpe kind of had in his head that he has to be the savior. And I think that this year, it kind of calms all that pressure down. You already had the bad year last year. The team already had a bad year last year. You can turn it around this year and, and, and kind of put yourself back on track. And I said bad year for Volpe. He didn't have a bad year, but I just meant at the plate offensively. Yeah, I mean, look, you have to assume that a rookie that wasn't supposed to start in the MLB last year, by the way, was, he was supposed to be in AAA, was going to have his struggles, especially on a team that needed him to step up because everybody else was dog water. Like, that's an unfortunate scenario f to put a young player, one that has been touted as one of our best prospects for a very long time. The pressure was there, and you know what? Um, he put together some good positive stuff anyway. Gold glove, you know, gets a, wins a gold glove, sets a franchise record in defensive runs saved, steals over 20 bags, um, you know, hits over 20 home runs. There's a lot there to like, and a lot of people, you know, are, are, are very pessimistic on Anthony Volpe, and, and I think it's out of control. I think it's ridiculous. You're, you're really going to, you know, put that much stock in the rookie season of a 20 or 21 year old kid. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. So our 22 year old now. So I kind of feel like we're going to see a nice breakout performance in Anthony Volpe. Like you said, if he hits 100 WRC plus with good defense, you're getting significant value um, out of him. But I'm going to go a step further and say that I, I think we're going to see better than 100 WRC plus. I think we could see max 110 WRC plus would be out of out of like this realm of uh you know excitement i would have because it says he's trending in a really good direction um obviously you know last year ended with um what it was a set, set 80 some 84 wrc plus so he was considered 16 percent worse than the M average mlb hitter for those who don't know what that means um and i think that he could boost those numbers to a little bit above average i, I do think that his batting average is going to improve uh, quite significantly and i think his on base percentage if he came in around 32 percent i'd be happy with that as a as a second year player still continuing to develop his offensive side and his strikeout rate, I'd love for him to dip that strikeout rate below 25%, get that walk rate above 10%. You know, all those things combined, being a little bit more patient, making better contact, it's possible. You know, nothing is impossible with this kid. I, I really do think he's going to take a step forward. Um, and when he gets hot, I think it's going to be fun to watch, um, you know, all of the all of the consistency and the production he's going to have with it. So, you know, guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives down below on Anthony Volpe, why you think he could be a good player or a bad player this upcoming season. Um, just based on the fact that he is a hard worker, like this guy doesn't stop until he gets it. Um, I do think that we're going to see really good production out of him, and I do think he's not going to let himself fail. And those, those leaders on that team, like Aaron Judge, they're going to pick him up when he's down. Um, so I do like the support he has around him as well. But as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.